Welcome to another podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fatano fatu seisi fo le ne o fatalanwanga wo mfayon awina to le mau amrik Samoa et seatu sa wanga falo to ifale masa wanga fa feu so inga. Good day everyone. Uh, this is Judy Matautia together with Mona Uli and we have a special guest today, Tui Loma Sina Retzler from Samoa. And this is another podcast for us and we are so happy to be able to connect with Tui Loma today. And today's discussion is going to be on the um, the updates between the two Samoas during this uh, time of isolation or lockdown for Samoa. Um, Due to COVID 19. So, Tarofa Loma, Malosu for a Fionga, whatever so, whatever Leva Suka Pelipue Fionga. So, Tarofa Tui Loma, it's it's kind of fine, Malo, Malosu It's just wonderful to be able to connect with the Alliance again. Uh, you know, lockdown has meant that I have had to be locked down from my wonderful trips across to American Samoa. Oh, I know, uh, but it's lovely to be able to. <laughs> so um, yeah, it has its advantages. Yes, that's right. So we, um, it's 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 just wonderful that we do have this this opportunity and these types of of uh, you know technological ways to be able to connect. So yeah, Absolutely. looking forward to it. We've had to cancel a couple of uh, 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 program trips um, for the alliance to come over to Samoa. Uh, we've had to cancel like since the beginning of the year after the measles and then um, yes. with uh, COVID-19 then we definitely had to um, cancel things until until further notice and um, um, yeah. but um, I realize um, Samoa is on lockdown we here in American Samoa uh, not on lockdown right Mona we are uh, at cold blue which I think is one or two steps yes. away from being uh, from lockdown. Um, I know we've uh, stopped, uh, the government has um, stopped um, flights for, for some of the airlines. School is out, yes. but we, um, yes. and it's been like that for the past four, four, three weeks. So, and at the end of this week, we should yes. know um, what's happening here in American Samoa. And, um, and even though uh, we're, been not, a, we're not on lockdown, uh, many families are still being encouraged to stay home. A lot of families yeah. are not working. Yes. The children are at home, not in school. So even though we're not on lockdown, we're still experiencing the same thing, which is the rise in domestic violence and sexual assault in the in the territory um, with this whole uh, COVID-19 yeah. pandemic going on. Yeah. So how have things been over in Samoa? We we do understand there's been a rise on on DV in Samoa and the entire Pacific during COVID nineteen. Yes, that's right. Um, you know Samoa because our three main gateways internationally are Fiji, Australia, and New Zealand, with up to two three flights a day out of New Zealand um, into in between. More New Zealand. That's really why Samoa has gotten to, has taken sort of a, a stance as if we have it. So that's really yeah. the mindset here uh, taken by the government is to mm-hmm. treat ourselves like we have it. And and I know that it's you know some people are <laughs> some people are saying oh wow you guys are acting as if you have this but you don't. But it's yeah. also the other really huge part for Samoa is the fact that if there was a case 
we simply would not have the resources and the capacity mm. to be able to handle it. Yeah. Yes. Mm. yes. So it's more like yeah. prevention better than cure is the position that, that Samoa has taken. Uh, and so, you know, and, and it, the place is really quiet, you know, and we're missing you guys being able to come over when you can. And, but it's up here is really quiet because the buses do no, no longer are able to, to move around. Uh, and our general rule of thumb is five persons max. So anywhere there are more than five people, uh, our police are coming along to disperse you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it's uh, pretty much the same thing here with us. Um, it's things are from things are in operation from six to six. Um, so there's even the taxis, the buses can no longer um, be on the road after six, and the stores close at six. Everything closes at six. Um, and so people that normally do a lot of their stuff during the evenings are uh, found like, such as myself, um, we have been had to uh, adjust our schedules and things. So, um, okay. and everything, everyone has to get what they need, you know, get the necessities before six o'clock. And six um, o'clock. so people like Mona, you can imagine people like Mona that live on the other side of the island way out there. And it's hard for her to, 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 to come into town or come to the so this whole working at this whole working at home thing um is working yes. out perfectly for both of us actually mm -hmm. it's saving a lot of taxi fare for me and um yes. and mona because you know there's hardly she can barely get on a bus because she's on the road and mm -hmm. the buses are passing by already with their limited numbers <laughs> yes so you can imagine with funerals with churches being out with funerals right now they're just like you know um just the immediate families and you know they bury the funeral right away because there's um there cannot be any more of those um we encourage level is social distancing uh, yes. So, yes. so you mentioned. Um, so you were saying that uh, Lena's um, um, Samoa yeah. Victim Support Group. They're yes, quite that's right. So, so that's right. So in Samoa, in terms of of family violence, in terms of um, you know work that, it, I, I think what's happening here at the moment is, and then probably around the world is people are finding their new norm. So for example, making sure that you're shopping before six o'clock, uh, everything closes at six, which uh, people aren't, weren't, weren't used to before. We're also not going to church on Sundays. Uh, that's, that's been banned. Anything that has congregations are not, and because mm -hmm. also the transport. So for example, Samoa closed off. Um, and now that they've opened it, it's still very limited, the travel between Upolu and Savai. And definitely from village to village, there are no buses. So there's, uh, you know, if you look at the way that, that the new norms are within families, there is no more moving around. Now, bringing it back to our situation on domestic violence, what we have found in Samoa is the, re the police have, are reporting um, on average uh, up to 10 cases a week that they're responding to. Uh, wow. They never used to to that many a week yes so that's the first data we're getting is um the response by police now police are uh, uh, you know this is supposed to be a health uh a crisis but, yes um but, um, yes you know so 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 resort trying to sort of move towards that 
same thing we had when we had the measles. However, it doesn't stop domestic violence. But what we are finding is the numbers increasing at police. And we are finding that our, because Lena at the Samo Victim Support Group here in Samoa, which is a non-government organization, as you know, similar, very much similar to yours, except that in addition to advocacy, Lena has had to, in the absence of anything else in Samoa available, she has had to also be the first respondent in terms of opening up the home or the safe house for the people that do call in or for cases of domestic violence. Uh -huh. So she is at full capacity. In fact, she's over capacity at the moment. And she's responding um, in, in her view, she's saying that never before has there been this many uh, cases come through their hotline. So they have an 0800 number um, and it's wow. a free calling number and that is, is supposed to be running hot right now. We're finding also, um, so, so remember when we go back to what we know about domestic violence and intimate partner violence yep. um, is that it's done behind closed doors. Yes. And what our situation is, yes, you know, it's behind closed doors where nobody can see you and now what's happening yep. is nuclear families are no longer now visiting there's no longer an auntie that comes and stays the night or the children can no longer run away and you know just conveniently go when they feel the tension remember the two so the two things that we know from domestic violence is that it the ten, there's a tension building stage before incidences occur and most people that live in it women and children that know their perpetrator well they can tell when the when the tension is building and and, and in some more cultural context that's normally when you know the the 14 year old will conveniently say go off to aunties and uncles place or or mm -hmm. the, the, the the wife the wife or the you know can, can conveniently start to say that that you know uh, you know maybe someone can visit or call someone that the absence of that you know, physical mm -hmm. contact now with, with, with families is, is growing it from our, just from our observations. Yeah. It's, it's like it's brewing. That's right. It's, it's sort of, so what, what we're seeing is when there's a tension building stage and of course the contributing factors to the tension building stage is the fact that he, he can no longer have an outlet. Remember, so we know also about domestic violence that the perpetrator, Olanga Outlet, uh, this is the person that they sort of lets off the anger and lets off all of those insecurities to. Now, there used to be other outlets that compete, which makes it better for the victim. And that is the outlet of going out with your friends and letting off steam there. You know, the outlet of running yeah. off to something that's happening down the road. But without all of those, the outlet now is just primarily... Um, you know, the, the, the victim or you know, the woman that you, that you beat, you now have nothing else to do. So you're beating her more, you're beating your children more. That's certainly become what the data and the numbers are showing us. Also, um, the, the, the tension is building in the family because of the uncertainty of what tomorrow holds, where, you know, what is our family living off of? We're struggling right now. All of that tension building up and also adding to the to the violence. You're absolutely right, yeah. Mona. Remember we, when when we when we used to talk about these in normal times, we would say that that finance, although it's not the reason or the cause, it is a contributing factor when they're stressed uh -huh. out about their finances, huh? Yeah. But now they're completely stressed out about finance. Mm -hmm. um, they're completely stressed out about economic situations. There's no more Sunday service to sort of go and reset hit the reset uh -huh. button for yes. uh -huh. on Sundays. Uh -huh. 
a lot of these things are, 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 are all contributing to the increase in numbers. Now, the, the huge question that we're faced with now, because people are finding their new norm um, and the new way of doing things and a new way of living, the huge question for us in this space now is how do we reach out to help what kind of assistance can we can we put together at this time? Do we need podcasts that they can come and, 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 and go online to? The other danger about working online in this space is that we, we need a, a quick sort of uh, exit button because if a perpetrator finds a woman sort of sharing with us on podcasts such as these, mm -hmm. you know, it might get her into more trouble. So it's mm. all those things we need, we need to consider and, and have a think about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The other, the other, um, the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, Dotelio um, Matosa asked someone parents that have considered or have always thought of school uh, for the kids as um, as a school as a as a scapegoat for lele na lusu atayao ame tumetile aonga ya tuwelele so atua fato atua mafuta tumetile pia. And that's not enough time uh, well, because they just come home for the local or if the mother needs to go out to bingo or something, which will go yengi bingo, but now parents and kids are all at home together. So I can imagine uh, 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 DHSS or Department of Human Social Services here is that that's what a lot of uh, uh, because you know April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month as well as Child Abuse Awareness Month so there's been with them they've been saying that there's been a lot of frustration um, on the side of parents because the kids aren't in school how are they going to feed the kids how do they you know and then some of the parents are not at home some of the parents are still working how are they going to deal with them with the kids who are they going to leave the kids with because they don't have sitters because the kids always you know they've never needed a sitter because the kids were at school uh so now there's you know i see you see factors for a minute like my mentioned for you but the i guess i guess you know we're saying that with the whole covid 19 thing um with me i am i am very proud that with all our frustrations and everything we're able to get to this point where we're covid 19 free uh we've had no cases we've been zero cases but at the same time at the same time it's costing our community something although we're covid 19 free but the numbers of DV are going up, you know. And it's funny because um, the New York Times are reporting how it's oh. this, how it's been this case worldwide for everyone around the world during this time. And it's something yes. that a lot of people never factored in. They never factored in yes. this that 
you, you know, that perpetrators would be isolated together with their victims and, um, and that the rise on DV and SA would, there would be a rise on DV and SA. None of these, none of these leaders, yeah. you know, thought that thought about this when they thought of um, their countries going into isolation and lockdown and, and, and all of that. Yes. So, yes. A lot of uh, adult survivors of uh, child abuse or um, child sexual abuse um, have said that school was their safe haven. They look forward yes. to school to be out of the home. But now that there's no school, they're stuck in home 24 hours with the perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just going out, just like um, like um, Tuiloma was mentioning how people had excuses to go out to be with friends and uh, and and it was it's yes. the same thing what Mona is saying, you know, how, how the kids, so after school activities, those were things mm -hmm. to still stay away from home. <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> I was one of them. No, I no, to... absolutely. <laughs> you know, you you're absolutely right. Remember when when we when we've done the when we've done our workshops and we look at what domestic violence is and what it looks like, we recognize that isolation is one of the one of the stages, um, you know, that is perpetrated that, that, that the perpetrator really uses. Mm -hmm. So you know, they they actually make sure that the uh, that their victim is isolated. So if you think about it. The whole world is right now in isolation, so yes. it, it's absolutely going to contribute to these higher numbers. Um, it, it also is, is it poses a question of uh, because of the limited services, and you know this is the question. Yeah. The big question is: we say what is what we call it uh, essential services. So essential services is really focused on health at the moment and the response to COVID nineteen, whereas the essential services needed to respond to domestic violence cases, for example, in Samoa, is exactly the same group of people. The police are supposed to be uh, monitoring and policing our, our state of emergency orders, but they are also the people that get called during these times of a domestic violence heightened incident. Now, I, I think the other thing that's really interesting to be able to think about and, 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 you know, and, and offer prayer about is, you only report to the police if if it's a heightened incident. And then the police get called at the time when there's a really bad incident now. Okay. Now what's what what the situation is now that we found is the police are saying that they're actually getting called for incidences that are lower level. Even places that offer, you know, where, where victims can go for help, they're all closed right now. So where can a victim go to? Yeah. And so spreading the word That's of right. where they can call and where they can go, these hotlines like, like um, Samoa Victim Support Group, these are important to get the yes. word out. 
Yes, that's right. And I think it's also really important to, to just, it's what's really highlighted isolation, which was really hard for us to teach when we used to talk about domestic violence and advocate for it in the past. We always used to be, you know, you could convince them that it was not a private matter. You could convince them uh, that there was a tension building stage and there was a honeymoon stage in the cycle. But it, I, I always found it difficult um, as an advocate to convince them that isolation was one of the, the, the contributing factors, one of the key elements that's used by the perpetrator. It was always a hard one because, you know, women, when they're with their husbands and they're Gone through the cycle. Allow to if you fear to it. Um, if I it if I lay a lay a inga pa umanila sa incident. Ah, women actually themselves like that isolation period because they've got their husbands mm -hmm. themselves. They're not going out as much, you know. So I was it was always an it's always a a little part for me in in teaching about domestic violence that I always used to find it hard to get across was that isolation yeah. was a key element. But this has really shown it. You know, I now have women that are messaging me going, oh, wow, I understand what you mean by isolation now. You know, he is absolutely loving the fact that no, none of us goes anywhere and he's got us constantly under his power and control and it's just becoming so much for some of the victims. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maria, thank you, COVID. Thank you, COVID-19. Lela, Lela, uh, I'm a part of the future TV training. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. During COVID-19. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. <laughs> One good thing I, I have noticed is that being online, that um, people have been reaching out more online. And um, I know for myself, I've gotten more cases just these past two weeks than probably in the past six months. And so I'll ask them, would you feel more comfortable if I called you? And they said, no, I'm, I'm more comfortable just uh, typing and talking to you online. And so that was fine with me, but I have noticed people reaching out and utilizing, you know, uh, Messenger and, and places like that to reach out to the services. So that's one good thing that, that I've noticed is that more people are finding um, online as a comfortable way to reach out and talk to advocates. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right, Mona. But what I would offer as, as, as advice in, in that space, and I do it with all the women that reach out to me on Messenger as well, uh -huh. is to advise them to delete our conversation after the conversation. Again, because a lot of, um, a lot of women how when they are perpetrators, find the conversations that they have with us, uh -huh. um, it, you know, it, 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 can, it can lead to an incident. Uh, it's a trigger. For an incident, uh, because you know many many women they, they they have a lot of time they do have time to to be free on their phones, but remember the perpetrator has got excessive jealousy as one of the elements, 
And if they find a conversation with a woman like us who are, who are counseling them, it makes, remember that that breaks that whole um, private, like keep this uh, behind closed doors thing, that yeah. challenge. And, and for, for, for some perpetrators, yeah, like the, she's sharing with someone outside about me. And that can really end in, a, in heightened anger that leads to a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I take a lot of the, 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 the messages and always say to them, and some of them don't understand why, uh, because, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> Mona, you'll be seeing it too. How many women know so little about domestic violence and, and, and the elements that we see all the time. So I always say, yeah, after this, um, just, just make sure you delete our conversation. I'm here anytime you'd like to start a new one up, um, but just make sure you delete the actual, what we're, what we're sharing. Yeah. That's a great point. Thank you. I didn't even think of that, but you know, we, we think about stalking, you know, that's a part of stalking is knowing how to, that's how right. to check somebody's messages and see who they've been talking to. And yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, remember, and now stalking would be heightened as well because they've got nothing else to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, you imagine that they, they're sitting around, they see the woman's phone. Oh, makwa, mm-hmm. it heightened for yamal stalking online in Meliway. Yeah. I just hope that, um, I just hope that we're able to um, uh, stay the way we are. In American Samoa, how we're, uh, COVID-19 free because um, right now, although you're on lockdown, we're on code blue, um, the the um, domestic violence um, victims advocates, uh, they've been working nonstop to help survivors for Ilele that are out there. But in case we have a situation like here in Pango, um, it's been um, said that once we have a case, of um, of uh, once we have a positive case, we we move to the next level, which is called yellow, um, yes. and that's definitely uh, more like more so lockdown for us. And um, um, there will be a possibility that once we get to that point where it's lockdown, like total lockdown, um, it will be hard for advocates to get out there to support victims. You know, yes. Um, yes. because as advocates, yes. although we try to support victims, get out there, but we too have to abide by, you know, the yes. rules and regulations Absolutely. of everything like COVID-19, uh, um, concerning COVID-19. Hi, huh, Mona? Yes. Yes, That's and right. um, I do want to share that um, we, DHSS here in American Samoa does have a, um, a crisis line, which is uh, 699-4211 and 4221. And it's a 24-hour crisis line. Anybody can call, and you don't have to just be a victim. You don't. It's not only for victims, but anyone who sees or hears or suspects anything going on, any violence, that they're also encouraged to call. And you can also call anonymously. And so um, we just really want to push that crisis line and encourage people to to spread the word that there is a crisis line which is 699-4211 and 4221. If Sina could also share um, the one for Samoa, for Samoa Victim Support Group. And um, uh, Sina, before we close too, if you have any other, you've given uh, a lot of good advice and information 
Um, do you yes. have other more um, tips for uh, advocates and services to assist with the the height of um, heightened um, domestic violence and sexual assault going on during COVID? -19? Yes, absolutely. I think that's really, I think that's really important. Um, the point that Judy makes is, and you know, the 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 0800 numbers, the frequent numbers are so important at this time. But the point yeah. that, that's being made that we can't get out anymore is really important. And I think one of the things that we've been trying, um, that we're going to try and trial over here, is some of us because the people that can get out are. Um, uh, what do you call it? Our, our police, right? So yes. our police domestic yes. violence units have never been busier before, and they are also the very people who are allowed to get out. So what we've done um, here is we're trying to get together a group of us advocates who can who can volunteer to go out with the police at certain times, um, yeah. you know, so that the police have some support as well. Normally we we work sort of alongside or or not too closely with our police. But that's mm -hmm. a really excellent way that 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 advocates who still have time want to get out. And so you just go and you volunteer your time with the police and you're going out with them because you know when like Judy says, if we're down on code blue or whatever other levels we get to, mm -hmm. the police are still able to get out there. Mm -hmm. Um and our 0800 number in Samoa, it's uh, there's no O in front of our number. <laughs> so pre-calling number laumalo people. It's just <laughs> it is eight zero zero seven eight seven eight seven four. So that's eight hundred seven eight seven four. So if you're listening and you're here in Upolo and Savai, the free calling number for Samoa Victim Support Group is eight zero zero or eight hundred seven eight seven four it's a 24 hours and it's a free call so you don't have to have any credit locally to be able to call but if you are out there and you want to help um and you and you know a lot of people have got a lot of free time as well and you want to help i think our police uh, domestic violence unit people would really appreciate you know the extra the extra support the extra resources even if it's just it's families that call with them you know ride in the back of the car and, and be part of the team mm, no. Yeah, um, I wanted to, um, the other thing I was thinking of when you were saying how um, the police have been very busy with callers and everything um, yes. was uh, how people are calling, how people are reporting, you know, it's such a, yes. because in the past years we've been out there telling people to report these things, report these things, and um, yeah. You know, it's been it's been hard for people to report, but like you said, um, people are actually taking taking in that the, the awareness is soaking in. Maybe it didn't soak in uh, when we were out there, uh, you know, uh, punching those uh, those the, the that information, trying to knock that information out there. But you yeah. know, now it seems like it's 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 working for some people, um, and I'm glad to hear that yeah. people are are, are calling. Unfortunately, not on good issues, but you know, on a, a positive issues. But at least they're calling. At least they're reaching out um, to the police because of jato masani olele lipotia ah, or jato masani olele fia tauafia avatu ifafo ia 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 tulanga fafia ves vesia ingo ah inga me fafia fafia matanga. You know, we have that we have that mindset that we can resolve our own issues and we don't want to shame yes. our families or 
you know, by, by getting the police involved, because once the police is involved, everybody else in the village will, will know, da, 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 da. But, you know, I'm happy to hear people are, are, um, are uh, using the police and um, calling the police to, to, for support and for assistance. So, the Ministry of, or uh, the Ministry of Police, the Department of Public Safety. Yes. Uh, here uh, okay. and it's the same okay. thing it's the same thing yes yeah yeah, yeah. so um, I, I think yeah and, and i think another another key another key issue um that we that we do need to get out there now is um never before has our have our victims needed their family to understand what's going on mm. and to help this time um, we, you know, the, the cycle of violence will continue within families that, that have, that live in domestic violence situations. Um, the perpetrators' behaviors remain the same, and so do the victims tiptoeing around and walking shells remain the same. So never before do we, do, do we, do we not, we, we need more than ever before neighbors and family to offer that support, um, yeah. you know, uh -huh. at, at a time like this. At a time like this, yeah. Mm. All right. So thank you. We want to, um, because of our time, um, seems like our, we're we're out for time, and we want to thank um, to Lomasina Retzla, the founder of Samo Global News. Uh, connect with Samo Global News. Um, like and share the news on there. That'll um, they're pretty updates with their news on everything that's going on in Samoa as well as around the uh, the globe. We want to thank you to Iloma. We will connect again, uh, maybe. In, a, in, in, in the near future, we can uh, do another update on how uh, the two Samoas are, are doing uh, during this time of COVID-19. Um, we just pray that uh, we stay COVID-19 free for the two Samoans. And yeah. we're so proud of, um, of, of our, uh, our efforts of the two countries to stay the way they are. Um, so, um, thank you, Mona. And we want to thank our audience, our listeners out there. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you tune in again uh, for our next podcast in the coming weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. For more information, please call 684-699-0272 or send an email to asadsv at gmail.com. Visit us on our website at www.asalliance.com or visit our Facebook page at American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fa'aftailo awai mai ma atonu sa family ina lo fa'afunga anga ile ne fa'talanoanga unfayon awina tole mau amriksa moa ite atu sa wanga falo tui fale masa wanga fa'fuswa inga monisi fam talanga fa'malmole vala awil telefoni ono valfa ono iveiva o lua fitulua be emaili mai foi ile asa dsv at gmail dot com Beasiasi mai lungo leo penga tafai langi ile www.asalliance.com. Boli tu lawal Facebook ile American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Faftai.